Hello, my name is Alan Spiegel. Welcome to Grace Channel Podcast. Uh, my name is Alan Spiegel, and I am so excited to have you with us today. Uh, I'm going to be sharing on uh, overcoming insecurities for the last couple of weeks. That's what we've been talking about, and we're going to go further with it today. And prayerfully, I pray that uh, you will benefit greatly out of the things that I'm going to share. I am founder of Safe Harbor International Network of Ministers, Journey School of Ministry, and GraceChannel.com. Uh, my wife and I pastored for well over 30 years uh, here in Alabama and also almost 21 years in Florida, and it's been the time of our lives. Little did we know. When I got saved in 1980, the call and the, the journey that God had for our lives. So welcome to the podcast today. I want to go back and just repeat a few things that I said uh, in our previous podcast concerning insecurities. Uh, you know, it's kind of like Paul said in the book of Colossians. He says, you know, me to keep going over and over this with you, the same teaching. He said, it's not grievous for me. He said, it is a safety net for you. And so the things that I'm sharing with you today may not have grabbed you last time, may not grab you this time. But I want to share some things with you that we've already talked about and kind of get a run and go and, and you know, share these things concerning insecurities and, and the dangers. And we're going to talk about how to, how to overcome these. Here's some problems that insecurities create. And we've talked about these. <coughs> Excuse me. Now, let me define insecurity. Insecurity is when you do not feel good about yourself. You don't feel like you're valuable. You don't feel like that, that you're really worth the price that God paid for you. And if you try to get your worth and your value out of anything other than what Jesus did for you, you're, you're going to end in a uh, sad situation it's going to be a lot of misery for your life, and God doesn't want it that way. Now, when we think about overcoming feeling bad about yourself, overcoming a feeling of unworthiness, uh, you know, feeling like that everybody knows more than me, everybody's smarter than me, they look better than me, they got more money than me. Uh, when, when that begins to take place in our lives, you know, we begin to look outside of, of God to try to find uh, our worth and our value, and that always ends in failure. Now, here's a few things, here's a few problems that uh, insecurities create for us. Number one, when we're insecure, we attract insecure people. You know, we attract, listen to this, who we are, not who we want. You know, that's true in relationship, that's true in ministry, that's true in business, that's true in every area of our life. That when we're insecure, we will attract insecure people. When we're secure, we'll attract secure people. Second problem this creates insecurities is people be used and manipulated. Third, worth is controlled by numbers or external things, and uh, success becomes king. You want to uh, be be the best. You want to outshine everybody else. The fourth is you take everything personally. This is this. When someone decides to go a different direction, I think of that as a pastor, young pastor starting out. When someone would decide they no longer wanted to come to our church, I always tended at that time to take it personal. And I realized as I got older, it's not necessarily about me. It could be, but it's not necessarily about me. Maybe it's something that's going on in their life. The fifth problem it creates, 
you will not have a clear vision uh, for your life. And therefore, when you don't have a clear vision for your life, your business, your ministry, your whatever, it's difficult to find what to say yes to and what to say no to. Now, think about that. Now, this again, this is our third podcast on overcoming insecurities. And we're going to be digging deeper today. But when we don't have a clear vision for our life, it is very difficult. Listen, pastors, if you're listening to this, watching this, if you don't have a clear vision for your ministry, it's hard for you to know what to say yes to and what to say no to. And that comes out of insecurity. Got to keep everybody happy. You know, the vision is given to you as a leader. It's not given to a committee. It's not given to a group of people. It's given to you as a leader. And as you are secure in who you are in Jesus, your goal is not or no longer to make everyone happy. Your goal is to make God happy. Your goal is to do your ministry the way that God wants you to do your ministry, not the way that people want you to do your ministry. So when you're insecure, you won't have clear vision. Sixth thing, you'll spend your life trying to live up to the expectations of others. Man, oh man, oh man, I did that in the early days of ministry. I did that so many times that I, I wanted to please everybody. You know, I wanted to keep everybody happy. I wanted to live up to their expectations. And one day I realized, you know what? Jesus couldn't live up to some people's expectations. Matter of fact, you see that in the scriptures, that there was times when people were very displeased with him, but the Bible says that Jesus really did not let that sway him in any shape, form, or fashion. When you're insecure, no one can disagree with you. No one can disagree. You know, not everyone who disagrees with you is against you. Number eight, praise makes you prideful and criticism discourages you. And then number 10, again, number eight was praise makes you prideful. Criticism, number nine, criticism discourages you. And number 10, confrontation is avoided at all costs. See, the goal becomes, I've already mentioned it, if you're not careful out of insecurities, your goal becomes to be liked by everyone. And if that's your goal, in the end, you will cause people to dislike you. You know, I heard a, heard a Chinese proverb one time that said, over-determination produces its opposite. Over-determination produces its opposite. And when you are trying to get everyone to like you out of that insecurity, you don't feel good about yourself. If I could just get their pat on the back, if I could get them to give me a high five, then I would feel better about myself. In reality, no, you won't. No, you won't. And matter of fact, you can't do that with everyone. But confrontation becomes, or, or excuse me, is a part of life. You're going to have confrontation. You know, the, the Bible plainly says that. You're going to have disagreements. But when you're insecure, you take it very personal when you are in times of confrontation. And as a leader, there's always going to be those moments. There's always going to be those people that think they know how to do it better than you do. You know, it's like I heard a friend of mine say in a conference we were doing together one time. He said, you know, just because someone's been to the grocery store 
and bought a head of lettuce does not mean they know how to run a grocery store. And pastor, just because someone's attended church or just because someone is successful in business is no indication that they know how to run a church. God has called you as a leader. Now, in your personal life, there's going to be confrontation. In your personal life, there's going to be opportunities to be offended. You know, it's amazing to me how that we remember the people that offend us, but sometimes we don't remember the people that we offended, okay? All right, now, let's go, let's go a little further now and, and jump into some things that uh, we kind of left off with last time. And that is, all right, we, we defined insecurity and what that is. You don't feel good about yourself. You you, you um, looking to something, something other than Jesus to try to get your value and your worth. And no one is able to do that for you. People can't do that. Okay, but here, here's the next part we want to look into. God uses us. Now, listen to this. This is so incredible. God uses us even with our insecurities and our other issues. God still uses us with our insecurities, you know, with our other issues, God still uses us. Insecurities in God-called leaders, it's not uncommon. You see it throughout the scriptures. You see it through everyone's life at some point other than the Lord Jesus. You know, you see it in Paul. You see it in Peter. You see it in, in all of these guys, all these ladies. But by the grace of God, when we have insecurities, we can overcome them. And grace is God's influence upon our heart that brings forth his ability in our life, enabling us to do what we couldn't do all by ourselves. And so grace will help you overcome insecurities and walk out of those devastating, crippling emotions that, that they bring with it. You know, I, I read this long time ago that 70%, now think about this. Excuse me one second. 70% of people in ministry say that their self-worth, self-image is lower than it was when they first went to ministry. Now think about that. 70% of people in ministry say that their self-worth, their how they value their self is lower than it was when they first went to ministry. How could that be? You know, Jesus said in, in Matthew 11, he said, my yoke is easy, my burden is light. You know, I came to the place in my life way back in the 80s that I, I discovered that, you know what? This was a tough pill to swallow. I'm not doing ministry God's way. Because Matthew 11 says, my yoke is easy, my burden is light. And ministry was not easy and light. Ministry was tough. It was hard. It was, it was difficult for me. And so I realized, you know what? I'm not doing it God's way. This is what I'm saying. If it's, I know there's going to be tough times. There's going to be moments. There's going to be seasons. But if it is ongoing, con consistently ongoing tough times, maybe we're not in our position or we're not doing ministry God's way. Or let's put it another way. Maybe we're not operating in the grace of God for our calling and our gifting. Now think about it. 
if your ministry, your life, is consistently difficult, I'm talking about all the time. I'm not talking about seasons. I'm talking about all the time. We're either out of position. Now think about it. We're either out of position or we're not doing it his way. And I realized back in the 80s, I was not doing it God's way. Why? Out of my insecurities. I was not the leader that I needed to be. You know, it's like uh, a lot of leaders do this. They check which way the wind's blowing. And, and what do the people want? It's kind of like, you know, when Moses went up on the mountain to get the commandments. And he come back down the side of the mountain and he heard a party going on. And he looked at the guys with him and says, what's going on? He left Aaron in charge. And while they were gone up on the mountain to get the commandments, the people started wanting a God that they could see. So Aaron gathered up all the gold, or much of it, and crafted them a golden calf. Moses comes down the mountain, and he hears partying. He looks, and the people are drunk, dancing around this calf, some naked. And he goes to Aaron, and he asks him a question. Aaron, what are you doing? I mean, he may have said a little bit different than that, but what are you doing? What, what's going on here? Aaron said, Moses, you're not going to believe this. The people were complaining, and I got tired of hearing them complain. I'm paraphrasing. I got tired of hearing them complain, and it made me angry. And I gathered up the gold, and I threw it into the fire, and out jumped his calf. Well, that was the furthest thing from the truth, but out of his insecurities, out of letting the people pressure him, listen, they pressured him into doing it some of the way other than God's way. And it's so easy as ministers, it's so easy as human beings to try to do something some other way other than God and get off track, mess up, mess our ministry up, mess our families up, mess our business up, because we're not doing it God's way. In Acts chapter 4, verse 13, and it says, and, and I remember Peter's, and, and you know, these guys were hiding out while Jesus was in the, in the grave. And then after the dead Pentecost, Acts 4, 13 says, and when they, the people, when they saw the boldness of Peter and John, they perceived they were unlearned, ignorant men. In other words, they weren't highly educated. They marveled. Now listen to this. And they took knowledge of them that they had been with Jesus. The Living Bible says when the council saw the boldness of Peter and John, they could see that they were obviously uneducated non-professionals. They were amazed and realized what being with Jesus had done for them. Having been with Jesus made ordinary men extraordinary. Us being with Jesus, us realizing the value that, that God has placed on our life through Jesus, 
would cause ordinary people like you and I to have boldness, to have confidence. You know, Peter hid out while Jesus was in the grave. A, a little young girl asked him, aren't, aren't you one of the people that was with this Jesus guy? And the Bible says he cursed and said, I don't know what you're talking about. I don't know this man. But yet on the day, yet on the day of Pentecost, he stands up and preaches the gospel and thousands come to the Lord because there was a confidence and there was a boldness that was birthed in him by the Holy Spirit. And the same Holy Spirit lives inside of you and I. Obviously, they said, the council said, they had been with Jesus. This is verse. 2 Corinthians 2.9 says, Paul said, the focus of my letter, now get this, listen pastors, the focus of my letter was getting you to take responsibility for the health of your church. Whoa. That's one of those verses that we as pastors don't necessarily uh, enjoy. We don't necessarily like that verse. We have to take responsibility for the health of our church. I've said this on another podcast, that, but I heard Brother Hagen say, when I first started out in ministry, if you take over an existing ministry, the first three years or so that you're there, you're dealing with the problems that the last person left you. After three, three and a half years, if you have a, an ongoing consistent problem in your ministry, uh, it's, it's because they're, they're getting it from you. That's, that's not a pill we want to swallow, but it, but it is reality. Listen to this. Our ministries, listen to this, will never be any healthier than the health of our self-worth as leaders. Let's take it further. Let me say it again, then I'll, I'll put it another way. Our ministries will never be any healthier, never be any healthier than the health of our self-worth as leaders. Our families will never be any emotionally healthier than we are as leaders of our family. It all boils down to getting with Jesus, getting the word off the page of the Bible, and getting it into our heart. And as we do that, we start feeling better about ourselves. We start feeling valued by God. And if you're struggling with insecurities today, I want to remind you of something as we get ready to wind this up here. Go back and rediscover, or maybe discover for the first time, how valued you are. That you're loved and valued so much by God your Father that He was willing to send His Son to become your sin. Sin was judged in Jesus. Jesus took the punishment you and I rightly deserved so that you and I could be in a love relationship with confidence with our Father. So let me give you a little homework. Over the next week, I want to challenge you to read your Bible with the focus. See, if you read your Bible with a focus, you can get a lot more out of it. Read your Bible with a focus of God's love. That sounds so simple, and it is, but it's incredibly powerful. Because as you feel loved, you know, Ephesians says this, Ephesians in the, the Message Bible, I believe it's chapter 4, 
Uh, no, no, I can't remember where it's at. But it's in Ephesians. It says that from the foundation of the world, God chose us, chose us to be the target of his love, that we would be made whole and holy by his love. The only way we can overcome insecurity is feeling bad about ourselves. I don't measure up. I'm not smart enough. Is by getting God's image off the pages of the Bible and getting it into our heart so it influences our emotions in a great and powerful way. Well, I'm going to stop there for now. Next week, we'll go further with this, overcoming insecurities. This is part three. Next week, we'll jump in with part four. Looking forward to it. Again, study the Bible this week with the focus God loves me. And you know what? That's one thing you can't mess up. Until next time, blessings to you.